You can change the world, it's your choice One mic, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice One mic, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice One mic, one voice Welcome to the One Mic, One Voice show, Building the Collective Conscious, a show that is created to give space where your voice, ideas, and informed opinions can be heard, appreciated, and debated. I am Michael Eric Owen. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm your homeboy, DT. How you doing today, D? Doing all right, man. Feeling pretty good. Weather's a little chilly, but uh, that's a February for you. It, you know, uh, we've had some crazy, crazy weather here Um over the course of uh, the entire winter, man. I mean, it's been uh, up and down and all around, and you don't know what to prepare for. Uh, I don't know. Is, is this a typical uh, Oklahoma winter? No, I wouldn't say typical. No, we're actually getting a break from stuff we had in the past, blizzards and uh, ice storms and all that. But I'm still keeping tabs on your uh, your grievances based off your, your uh, origin Oh, <laughs> uh, of, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm still I'm still waiting to hear you and, and what you say about the cold weather, because I know that some other listeners are listening to you like, Mike, man, you better stop. You better stop. <laughs> Mike then got soft. So there, there's no question about that. The warm weather has definitely um, man, just I'm not used to it anymore. <laughs> and folks, we have Noted. a great show today. Our show is titled. Why Black History Month? Oh man, I I, I want to get into this because we we got some stuff going on around us, man. I think we've deviated from the original intent of why we have it, and uh, and I want to talk a little bit about that as we go on. Uh, but I want to go forty fiving down the road for a moment here, and uh, we have a video coming up. That uh, that we want to go ahead and, and have you listen to. Um, we're going to bring it up here in just a second, and and um, and it's 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 important that man that we stay attuned to um, all the craziness that is happening in the White House. I mean, come on. I mean, it's been one year, right? And man, it's it's. I don't I don't know if anybody or any company would um, would decide to um, function in this way, let alone a country. And I'm talking about um, this guy um, Rob Porter, the aide to uh, uh, Donald Trump, and um, I want to listen to just what his. Uh, the, we want to listen to the words of his of his wife. Take a listen. The second ex-wife of Rob Porter explained why she stayed with him in a blog post from April of last year. A uh, little bit of the backstory: you know, they had been married for nearly four years before divorcing back in 2013. And I want to read something for you today, because this is Jennifer Willoughby's reasons. And forgive me, as there's a little bit of language here, but this is all part of Jennifer's point. So this is what she wrote in her post: The first time he called me an effing bitch was on our honeymoon. I found out years later he had kicked his first wife on theirs. A month later, he physically prevented me from leaving the house. Less than two months after that, I filed a protective order with the police because he punched in the glass on our front door while I was locked inside. We bought a house to make up for it. Just after our one-year anniversary, he pulled me naked and dripping from the shower to yell at me. Everyone loved him. People commented all the time how lucky I was. Strangers complimented him to me every time we went out, but in my home, the abuse was insidious. The threats were personal. The terror was real. And yet, I stayed. When I tried to get help, I was counseled to consider carefully how what I said might affect his career. So, I kept my mouth shut and stayed. I was told, yes, he was deeply flawed, but then again, so was I. And so I worked on myself and I stayed. If he was a monster all the time, perhaps it would have been easier to leave, but he could be kind 
and sensitive. And so I stayed. He cried and apologized. And so I stayed. He offered to get help and even went to a few counseling sessions and therapy groups. And so I stayed. He belittled my intelligence and destroyed my confidence. And so I stayed. I felt ashamed and trapped. And so I stayed. Friends and clergy didn't believe me. And so I stayed. I was pregnant. And so I stayed. I lost the pregnancy and became depressed. And so I stayed. Abuse is indifferent to education level, socioeconomic status, race, age, or gender, and no one can ever know the dynamics of another's relationship. My cycle continued for four more years. Afterward, I let go and welcomed the hard work of healing and forgiveness. My experience made me stronger and able to love more deeply, but my heart breaks for him. In the end, who is the real victim? of his choices. Wow. Um, so if you had a chance to listen intently, like I did, we just listened to Brooke Baldwin, uh, with the words of, um, the, the, the ex aide soon to be, um, Rob Porter of Mr. Trump's. And, um, what's interesting though, uh, Mr. Trump doesn't believe these women. He never believes the women. Um, matter of fact, um, when he was uh, asked about it, this is what he said. I found out about it very recently, and I was surprised by it. But we certainly wish him well. Obviously, a tough time for him, Trump said, from the over Office. He did a very good job, and when he was in the White House, he did a very good job when he was in the White House, and we hope he has a wonderful, hopefully, he has a great career ahead of him. So, well wishing. Mm -hmm. Here is a man that has been abusive, not just of one wife, but multiple wives. And he, he wishes him well. Yeah. Right? Right? All of his future endeavors. And, but but notice life. here, but notice here in, um, in October of, of uh, 2012 you remember the little spat between and it wasn't a, 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 a small spat but between uh, Chris Brown and Rihanna uh -huh. when uh, he was abusive with her um, any type of abuse is wrong first of all right but this is what he had to say in October of 2012 if Rihanna is dating Chris Brown again then she has a death wish this is mm. this is Trump speaking and 2012 a a a beater is always a beater just watch so what changed what is what is the difference between chris brown and this ron rob porter mm. it's this one obvious difference right buddies okay um the idea that he is outraged over um the abuse of a black artist and he wishes well the abuser, the multiple abuser of women, of an aide, a white aide, tells you right then and there where this man is at. He's a racist. He's a sexist. He's a misogynist. Um, I mean, it's, this, is, this is the height of, <laughs> of hypocrisy. A man himself accused by multiple women. Mm -hmm of sexual abuse a man himself caught on tape saying how he abuses women yet um we we dismiss this guy as simply uninformed or we overlook his hypocrisy how can women in the republican party stomach him I have a daughter. I don't want anybody putting their hands on my daughter. I don't want anyone talking to her as if she is an object, objectifying her. How, as a mother, 
Kellyanne Conway, how as a mother can you stand up and, and try to excuse not just the words, but the behavior of this abuser in office? I don't know, folks. I don't know. Um, but the, the, <laughs> man, the, the roller coaster continues. Um, we are in dire straits when it comes to this administration and the impact, the generational impact it will have moving forward on young girls and young boys because it sends a message that if you are a young boy, it's okay. It's okay. He might as well say it. it's okay. We wish him well. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I hope you have a great career. He did not mention the women. He did not mention how hideous these accusations were. He did not mention how horrible the photo was of this ex-wife. He didn't mention any of that. I want to tell you why. Because he has no respect for women. He has zero respect for women. They're objects. But if you ask him, then what's the story? I have the most respect for women you've ever heard or well, seen about. You know what? Actions speak louder than words, right? And he has done nothing to make retribution for his Hollywood access uh, words in which he um, says that now they're not even him. <laughs> right? Yeah, audio shot. <laughs> they start calling uh, this sort of thing that he is and his administration living in is Earth 2. <laughs> it's a different 2. It's, 0. it's a different space, folks. Listen, that's breaking news. Hey, if you love our channel, our YouTube channel, please subscribe and uh and stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is DT of the One Mic One Voice podcast. Just want to let you guys know you can go to iTunes and search us at One Mic One Voice and be sure to rate and review our episodes. Let us know about any feedback that you have and what you enjoy about the episodes. Also, you can go over to Stitcher where you can get the latest and freshest episodes of our podcast streamed directly to your smartphone or iPad. No downloading or syncing. How cool. Real smooth. Also, we'd just like to take the time to thank you for your time and for your energy and for spending time with us as we discuss the historical record of our time. This is Dr. Laura Gelat, and when I listen to podcasts, I always listen to the One Mic, One Voice show. Welcome back, folks. Coming back from the break. Okay. Coming back from the break. <laughs> Listen, our show today is titled Why Black History Month. Why do we have it? Why do we need it? People will argue that we don't need it. Some will say it's vital to the culture. What are your thoughts, D? Uh, man, I just have to start from where I where I began. You know, I I started kindergarten in a predominantly African American school, and so Black history was like in, ingrained and in, in, embedded into the culture. You know, that was something that was very uh, highly spoke of. Uh, a lot of Black people that I interacted with had a lot of pride in African American history, and so for me, you know, just having that kind of seed planted for myself african-american history has been very important also being a baby of february <clears throat> i get to look at myself as um somebody a part of that you know uh growing up i almost felt like it was all about me yeah um but you know just being able to to you know learn about the history and about what other blacks have done you know definitely instilled a confidence in me to go on and excel and do different things in my life so as a cornerstone of just identity in general, I think Black History Month has been something very, very crucial for um, my mental health. <laughs> and, and you know, we're, we're going to get into uh, Carter G. Woodson and uh, the creation 
of um, Negro History Week and, and ultimately Black History Month. Um, however, there's been there's been you know Black History Month has been the subject of criticism from both blacks and people of other races. Some argue it is unfair to devote an entire month to a single people group. Others contend that we should celebrate black history throughout the entire year. Setting aside only one month, they say, <laughs> gives people license to neglect the past for the other 11 months. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, February was was chosen first off because of Lincoln's birthday and uh, DT's birthday. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln's Douglas, huh? <laughs> and uh, Frederick Douglass birthday. Uh, so it was not chosen because it is the uh, shortest uh, month uh, in the calendar. However, um, there's there there are good reasons to pause and look at the accomplishments of like I would try to say according to the early scholarship of American history a forgotten people mm. right. I mean when you are classified by the constitution as three fifths of a person how can you have a history when you are taken from a foreign land script of your language and your culture how can you have a history when you are divided and almost conquered, how can you have a history, right? The very, oh man, synergy of black life in this country, when all the odds, when, 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 when all the indicators say that we should be a forgotten people, man, the strength of character. Uh, the faux mothers and the faux fathers, the ability of them to carve out of nothing. Mm. The legacy that we have is deserving of not just a month, but one's lifetime. Mm. Right. That's what people don't understand. Mm. Right. It was out of the ashes of history that black narrative became present uh, in American life. Um, think about that for a moment. A broken people. Mm. When Africans came here, they had from hundreds of languages, came from hundreds of different tribes. These were Africans that were sold into slavery. Um, but they came here and somehow it's quite Marvelous, I think, in my eyes, and how through the pain, through the suffering, through the indignation of a people, that they were able to coalesce into something that has taken over. You see, we might not be in all the boardrooms or in the White House again. <laughs> We might not lace the halls of Congress or be on the school boards of the nation. But I guarantee you, there's people in Congress bumping. Uh, <laughs> two chains. Oh, yeah. Two chains and Jay-Z <laughs> and Beyonce. And mm -hmm. OK, there 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 are there are uh, <laughs> there are many students in the schools uh, mimicking. Uh, black artists, we feel the the entertainment industry um, with poets, with musicians, with actors. Culturally, we have conquered America. Mm. If you remove black culture, America would be hollow. Hollow without. Ouch. The black consciousness, in my opinion, is the soul of America. We celebrate black history because it honors the historic leaders of the black community. Who might they be? We know that folks are more than aware of Doc King mm -hmm. and Malcolm X, but there's some others, man. There's some gems, the Mega Evers. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's some gems in there, the 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 Dave Dennis. 
you know, the A. Philip Randolph. You know, we could go on mm-hmm. and on about folks that have made tremendous contributions to uh, the cause. What else, D? Uh, Mike, I would say that um, there is a, well, first off, Carter G. Wilson. Did we, did we, did we mention his name? No, no, we're going to get to him. Okay. So I'm going to go so You're always moving fast. ahead, oh, man. You always, wanna, you always want to give away the good go. stuff. We, okay, well, I will say to your point that, um, you know, to those who say, you know, black history is unnecessary, <clears throat> you know, it, it, would, it would almost, um, Black History Month would almost be irrelevant if, you know, there were, there were more signs of um, all the contributions that African-Americans made to this country where you don't go out and see yourself in this whitewashed world where everything has been done by and um, created, accomplished by. by these other folks who no- look nothing like you. So as a spark to your confidence and to your to who you are as a person, to know that you come from lineage that um, done amazing things throughout the history uh, just gives you that extra pep in your step. I, I, I can remember um, a friend of mine, a white fellow, uh, dropped some gems on me one day. You know, I was young, you know, probably like, you know, sixth or seventh grade. You know, he's coming, hey, Sean, did you know that uh, such and such created the peanut butter? <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, that's interesting, you know. But I think that also tells the story of inclusion with black history being about everybody and not just about black folks, because there are opportunities where uh, in within this space, you're, you're finding yourself having to be the expert uh, on black history or having to know all the facts. And there are other people who come outside of your circle and put something on your mind that you didn't know about. And you also talked about it being a lifelong uh, journey. And as we go through the lifespan, that's something else that is exciting about Black History Month is that you get an opportunity to always be learning something new and that the, the culture is always providing you something to, to learn. And that being, you know, something to always kind of be uh, looking for. I have a friend on Facebook every day. He's, he's dropping something, you know, mm. like, ouch, you know, dang, I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's uh, it's so much that we don't know because it is not in the standard history books. It is not taught in um in the elementary school, it's not taught in high school, it's not even taught in a lot of places on the collegiate level. Um, but you're so right. Um, we celebrate black history um, because to recognize the privilege that we have right now is because of the sacrifices of so many. And that's what a lot of black folks have forgotten. They've forgotten the price that has been paid, the suffering, the lynching, the uh, oppression, not just in slavery, but in convict leasing and Jim Crowism, um, the KKK, the white nationalistic movement. They have forgotten that which black folks have traveled in the fight to just vote. When I hear people say, I don't vote, it ain't worth it. My vote don't count. People die, literally die trying to vote mm-hmm. intimidated met lynching at the, folks met at the ballot met at the box absolutely absolutely and you can easily walk in and cast your vote and no you problem. refuse to that is a slap in the face of those who pay the ultimate price we celebrate because we have the opportunity to highlight the best Mm-hmm. of the history and culture. It's not all about being slaves and um, downtrodden, destitute people. Broke and disgusted and busted. Right? <laughs> busted and disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's about looking at a people from a positive light. If you look at what is being played out in the media, and social media helps a lot because social media gives us the opportunity to express the positive. To show black life in a very positive way. Black life and white life are interchangeable. Asian life, Latino life, American life. But when you suppress a group of people who basically the backs of this country was built on. That's why you have to have a black history. And it also helps us to learn about others who have contributed to black history. 
the NAACP was started by just as many white folks as black folks. Mm-hmm. When you look at the abolitionists and Thaddeus Stevenson and and uh, um, and Charles Sumner, uh, these were whites from the East that that took the charge for the end of slavery. It helps us all understand. You look at all the Jewish brothers and sisters and white brothers and sisters that participated in the civil rights movement. It gives us all the knowledge of those who have contributed to black life. That you say that we had um, uh, Robert Harris on our last show. Absolutely. And talking about the, um, the partnership between blacks and Jews and like throughout the civil rights movement, the, the president of the NAACP was a Jewish man. Absolutely. And he riding around the streets of Miami in the uh, early thirties and, um, seeing a sign that said, uh, no niggers and no kikes mm. and devoted that time from then on. And he would devote himself to, uh, doing away with the people who create those type of signs and messages for the world. Absolutely. Folks, we're going to take a break here, but I want to say this. We celebrate. The celebration reminds us of all that black history is and that black history. Get this, folks. Never forget this. Black history is American history. We'll be right back. This is Richard Taplin, host of Black Studios, The Black Box. Join Elijah Belly and myself as we interview entrepreneurs as they share their stories of passion and how it motivates them to strive forward. We also explore new topics on self-improvement. If you want to listen to our show, simply search Black & Studios on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, or Stitcher. And be sure to follow us at Black & Studios on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you want to catch all the shows that record here at Black & Studios, simply go to the website, blackandstudios.com. And remember, it's Black & This is Koresh Ali, Lansana, poet, author, educator, and Oklahoma. And when I listen to podcasts, I'm on that one mic, one voice joint. Why is black history important? <laughs> Why do we celebrate it? Why do we get into it? Why do we recognize it? Why do we live and breathe this month? Yeah, we do. Yes, we do. Man, I'm excited for February, man. I I love focusing in all year. You know, I, I, I consider myself a pseudo scholar. Some people consider me a scholar, but uh, I tend to focus in on Um, the accomplishments of black folks and writing about black life and exposing it throughout my writings as well as this show. And um, it, it, but, but, but let's, let's talk for a minute here. We, we, we had a comment. Go ahead. Uh, Eliza says growing up in an all white Catholic school, we were not taught anything more than blacks as slaves. That is why I continue to educate myself and others of importance of, of the importance of black history. She says something very critical right there continuing to educate yourself um and like i said before you know kind of as as black folks we're kind of put on the spot to be the the know-it-alls about everything that happened in the history um and we we learn as we go all along in life it's just that this becomes a very independent learning opportunity uh maybe you you are into music or art or philosophy or engineering or medicine and there are areas and people that represent the black faces and black families and black people that represent every, every genre of American lifestyle. Yeah. And she also says something very important about the fact that she, all she learned was that black slaves, slaves, you know? And uh, if you look at a modern textbook, um, you, it spends quite a bit of time on the civil war, very little bit on slavery and um, very little bit on, uh, on civil rights, the civil rights movement. Um, I, <laughs> how can they know unless they are taught? Mm-hmm. How can we understand unless we, unless it is revealed to us what has transpired before we were here? 
How can we grow if we don't embrace the truth of the past? Important questions. How did Black History Month come to be? You see, it was the precursor to Black History Month was created in 1926 when historian Carter G. Woodson and the Association for the Study of Negro Life in History announced the second week of February to be Negro History Week. Let's listen to a little bit about Brother Wilson. Carter G. Woodson, who was the father of black history, and how did he change attitudes to race in America? Today's Google Doodle celebrates Black History Month, and Carter G. Woodson 1875-1950, the great African-American scholar commonly regarded as, the father of black history. Woodson grew up in rural New Canton, Virginia, in the aftermath of the American Civil War, the son of freed slaves James and Eliza Riddle Woodson. James Woodson, a Union veteran, relocated his young family to Huntington, West Virginia so that his son could attend a new high school for black students then under construction, hoping to give Carter the best possible chance of achieving, the education he and his wife had been denied. The financial realities of their situation, however meant that Carter frequently had to miss school to help out on the family farm. Undeterred, the young student taught himself the fundamentals of English, maths and science and became accomplished in those subjects by the age of 17. He was forced to begin work in the coal mines of Fayette County at this point, temporarily frustrating what had been astonishing academic progress. In 1895, age 20, he was able to resume his studies at Douglas High School, in Huntington and received his diploma in under two years. After three years of teaching, he returned to Douglas as principal before relocating, to the Philippines between 1903 and 1907 to serve as a school supervisor. Woodson's ongoing quest for self-improvement through, study saw him earn a Bachelor of Literature degree from Berea College, Kentucky, receive honors from the University of Chicago, and complete a history PhD at Harvard in 1912, indicating a truly voracious appetite for learning. He was only the second African American to win a doctorate, following in the formidable footsteps of W.E.B. Dubois. It was while serving as Dean of Arts and Sciences at Howard University in Washington, D.C., in 1915 that Woodson and his colleague Alexander L. Jackson, published The Education of the Negro prior to 1861, a pivotal work addressing African-American history, a subject he felt had been badly neglected, and crudely misrepresented by white academia. Woodson would write over a dozen more books, on black subjects over the course of his career as he began, to turn his thoughts away from simply researching U.S. history, himself to raising awareness and making it accessible to others. His next venture was founding the Association, for the Study of African-American Life and History, inspired by his time in Chicago a collective whose goal was to formalize the education of adults and young children on their nation's past. The association duly produced a periodical to support their work, the Journal of Negro History. Woodson hoped such public outreach projects, as opposed to studies undertaken within the insular, cloistered world of universities, held the key to bringing about more enlightened relations between black and white citizens. Woodson believed that racism could be overcome and was merely the logical result of tradition, the inevitable outcome of thorough instruction to the effect, that the Negro has never contributed anything to the progress of mankind. In 1926, he was involved in promoting Negro History Week in Washington, D.C., the forerunner to Black History Month. Intended to coincide with the birthdays of abolitionist Frederick Douglass, and President Abraham Lincoln, the celebration promoted the organized study of African America, which Woodson felt had been overlooked ignored and even suppressed by writers of history textbooks, and the teachers who used them. Students at Kent State University, Ohio, would pick up his baton when they founded the first Black History Month, on February 1, 1970, with President Gerald Ford recognizing, their project nationwide six years later. Woodson continued to promote Black American scholarship throughout his career as an educator, writing a widely read regular column for Negro World a weekly publication founded by Jamaican activist Marcus Garvey. Carter G. Woodson died of a heart attack in Washington in 1950, aged 74. His proud example set the stage for the heroes of the civil rights movement, and he is rightly remembered to this day as a remarkable man and a true pioneer. Pillar. Truly a pillar through which all African Americans study, knowledge, scholarship, moves on from holds on to um self-taught man mm. 
Harvard, <laughs> Harvard uh, trained historian. He got. I realized he got his. Uh, he got his high school diploma at the age of twenty-two. Well, you know, when you're not able to attend school in the traditional way, mm-hmm. think about John Lynch. Uh, he was the first um, congressman to serve in the Congress. John Lynch, the story says that he, he, he sat outside of the schoolhouse listening to the white students being mm-hmm. taught. That's how he learned to read. That sort of thirst for knowledge is lacking in the consciousness of not only black folks, but young white kids and so forth, Latinos and so forth. Google it. Yeah, let's just do that. I mean, the reality is these are examples. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was not just the father of Negro Week and his, his work led to Black History Month, but his tenacity toward knowledge has been lost his desire to be the best that he could be to learn the most that he could learn and looking around himself and realizing that black life was being suppressed black accomplishments were not being recognized were not being talked about or written about and for him to take on that burden himself taught himself English for him to take on the weight of that is remarkable I want to read a a little passage he wrote here Um, this is from the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History Incorporated it says uh, to Mr. Thomas Barnes said my dear Mr. Barnes why establish a home study department what need is there for such an effort why not let the, the established schools do this work the answer is simple and clear. Recently, a Negro instructor in a college was asked to give a course in Negro history. He treated the request as a joke. He has been well instructed in the story of the Hebrews, the Greeks, and the Romans. He has made a special study of the achievements of Europeans and Americans. He has been taught that these nations accomplished all. From his point of view, therefore, there is no other history worth considering. The fact is that The so-called history teaching in our schools and colleges is downright propaganda, an effort to praise and praise one race and to decry the other to justify social repression and exploitation. The world is still in darkness as to the actual progress of mankind. Each corner of the universe has tended to concern itself merely with the exploits of its own particular heroes. Students and teachers of our time, therefore, are the victims of this selfish propaganda. The association is trying to bring before the world the the whole truth that the truth may make men free. To do this is to decide not only to publish informing books, but to offer by mail instructions in Negro life and history. The Home Study Department has, therefore, been established for the special benefit of those who would like to study the aspects of African civilization which were neglected in the schools in which they were trained. These courses are conducted by correspondence. They cover every aspect of the history of the Negro race, its economic progress, its social problems, African art, African anthropology, and African philosophy. Some of the most distinguished scholars of the country have been secured as instructors the circular herewith enclosed will give particular the undersigned will be delighted to answer further questions and will enroll any one desiring to become a student respectfully yours cg woodson that's the reason mm-hmm. um it was believed that black history was worthless that blacks had no contributions that they did not contribute to the culture, that they didn't have an intellect worthy of discovering. They lacked the ability and the creativity to make America great. That's why there is 
of Black History Month. That's why we tell the narrative of Black History all year long. Phenomenal individual. Where are the Carter G. Woodsons of the day? Mm. Where are they? Where are those that are willing to challenge themselves when it comes to knowledge? Where are they? Where are they that have such a desire to unearth the truth that they will speak truth to power? Where are they? Because we do not see that sort of courage, fight, um, desire in the modern age. People are complacent. They have arrived at the point where they have accepted their oppression. Mm. They have arrived at a point, DT, where living in the ghetto, being broke, busted, and disgusted, barely keeping the lights on, being unemployed. It's all good in my hood mentality. That was not acceptable to Brother Woodson. It should not be acceptable to us. Who in our day will rise out of the ashes of oppression and change the trajectory of the new black narrative hmm. that, that is being written? It is being written. Trust me, the Black Lives Matter movement. There's young, like yourself, black folk that are doing tremendous things. It is being written. But folks, and to all of us, take up the pen <laughs> and purpose ourselves to focus in on our narrative as black people. We will not arrive. Before we go on break, what I want to do is give you, get a pen. We want to give you just a few black writers, historical writers that you need to tune in. Put down the urban fiction. Put that crap down. Mm -hmm. I'm just telling you, it's 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 I'll, if you listen to me and you write urban fiction, put it down. Write something of value. And if you like urban fiction, uh, uh, okay. I'm gonna leave that alone, D. I might get. I might, I might. You know what? I might. I might lose some listeners. <laughs> get your. You got your pen. Listen. I will give you some writers of history that you need to tune into. Of course, Langston Hughes. Mm -hmm. Okay, Richard Wright. Need to get into these. I'm just gonna give you the names. I mean, we could we could go into detail about what they've done and the impact that they've made. Tony Morrison. Um, Frederick Douglass mm. Frederick Douglass Slave Narratives Get Into It Alice Walker Dr. W.E.B. Du Bois The Soul of Black Folk The Duality of Being Black and Being an American And boy you know he at the top of my list Oh man. mine too Ralph Ellison. <laughs> Oklahoma bred and born. Get into Shadow and Act, folks. Get into Flying Homes, his short story. Get into Invisible Man. James Baldwin. You can't know black history without getting into James Baldwin. And I'm going to add another name to this list. John Hope Franklin. <laughs> You got to get into John Hope. He's also from Oklahoma, from Rentersville, Oklahoma. The most decorated black. His, no, no, no. Let me back up. I messed up. The most decorated historian of all time is John Hope Franklin. All you got to do is Google him. Okay. Uh, all you have to do is Google. He's got the John Hope Franklin Center in Tulsa. He's got a park in Tulsa. He's got the Fawn Hope Franklin um, uh, Center. In, uh, at, in, in Duke, North Carolina. Listen, folks, these are writers that you need to get into. We're going to take our last break. 
we, we're almost done, but D's got some things coming up. He's got some voices out there that we want to hear. History of the people. Folks, we'll be right back. everyone this is Roxy Davis and this is Deborah Burris and we are the, the Roxy, Roxy by Design, Design Show. Our show is designed to bring healing as we share our stories while God redesign our lives. So take a ride with us. So you can find us at Podbean, iTunes, Facebook and Twitter and blackandstudios.com. So thank you everyone for listening to the Roxy by Design Show. You have a blessed day. And we love you. Thank you for downloading this episode. Here on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play Music, or whatever podcasting library you're listening to this show on, please rate and review. Those reviews and ratings help us tremendously. We thank you. Oh, man. We we see we 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 like that seven forty seven. It take a while to get down. You know what I mean? We we slowly we we <laughs> we slowly descending down, folks. Why is Black history so important? Well, we want to hear from you, D. Take all us. right. So um, we we pose a question. You know, uh, just asking our general listeners. You know, we know what is the importance of Black history. Uh, are there any contributions personally that they've made in their own families? You know, first to go to college, first to be married, first to uh, this or that. Uh, and so we had a few responses. Uh, Jared from Texas says, Black History Month was really influential to me as a child. So they kept talking about the same black folks. And I did my own research, finding out that a lot of our history turned into his story to paint the picture that we originated from slavery. As far as blacks black greats in my family I can't really name a first to do anything I mean me my my dad grandfathers and grandmother only only ones that I know of to graduate from high school and to forego or drop out of college as well as my other folks graduated from colleges and got masters or are currently going through their masters and marriage hasn't been popular in my family yet when we do those have those relationships tend to take uh on 30 years or more, depending on the individual. I mean, we haven't had two marriages the last four, that lasted less than four years, but that was military married and young pregnant guilt marriage. <laughs> Most of my uncles was military. My granddad on my mother's side was a World War One and two veteran um, and a gangster. Both of my grandfathers were gangsters, down south, born and bred, but that's all uh, I can think of right now. All right. Thank you, Jared, for sharing with us. I uh, got another. Larry says that black history will always uh, be important because it shows and tells people about the history from views of people that actually lived back then when it was really bad. It also shows how the world is still growing to understand the importance of equality and how things haven't always been the way that way and still growing. It also helps us to remember all the great contributions throughout our nation's history that African-Americans have done. It also shows that we as African-Americans need to stand more united together to fight for what we still believe in in this country. I was, I was the only child out of four of my mother's children to graduate from high school and college. I was the only child out of nine of my father's kids to go to college and graduate. I was the only male out of four of my father's sons to graduate from high school and college. Yes, I have been to jail, but I have I have learned from those mistakes and always told myself I would do better, which I am currently doing. Coming from a family of drug dealers, strippers, prostitutes, and etc., I thank God every day that he has blessed me because I could have been dead or locked up. Mm. Uh, Joe, Oklahoma City, says, Black history will always be important. A uh, topic in my home and my children will know their history and our our history. As we all know, it's something that is not covered intensively in traditional schools. As I reflect through this month, my focus has been on developing a better understanding of self and how I can do more for the generation that will follow me. 
to my knowledge, I believe we may all be first generation students, but I can't I can't speak for all of you guys. But even though I was the first generation student, my parents didn't give me an option. I was going to college. Okay. And he goes on to say that um, there was a coach who inspired him to to get his college degree and become a college student. All right. Those are great comments, man. One more? Yes, sir. Go for it. All right. Brian Andrews says that um, I feel it is very important, but I don't believe as a whole or even have take Black History Month as serious as they should. My entire middle school was de- has decided to watch videos on a different person in black history every day of the week. Short video, but it's something. But going through some of the videos, the kids know absolutely nothing of the topics. I blew their minds away when we discussed the Tulsa race riots, and they realized racism and hate happened so close to to them. In their minds, because of books that teach them the opposite, racism and hate only happens in Mississippi or Alabama or other southern states. We as a black whole need to talk about different black histories more than just February. Celebrate black excellence every chance we can. That is why I'm so excited for this Black Panther movie because my son is excited to see a black superhero. He's mixed, but he identifies himself as black and excited to see a superhero who looks like his dad, grandpa, cousins, etc. I'm the first in my family to go to college and play college athletics and first male to graduate and get a degree. Wow. Um, Profound. from all of the comments, we appreciate them. Uh, all of you who listen to the show and follow us on uh, the social platforms, we truly appreciate your input. Um, you know, I agree. I don't think, I think we we look at black history as being uh, ceremonious at best. And we don't do the hard work of understanding the depths in which Um, The month has come to symbolize in the lives of the of the continual American experience. Uh, White history and black history run side by side. They are two sides of the same coin. You cannot tell the white narrative without the black narrative. Um, There is. It's, I mean, I again, you can't talk about these things without talking about Latino history or Asian history. Um, we need to acknowledge the contributions and the impact of all peoples in this country and to suppress. It's about the suppression. It's the breaking through of the voices of the past. So that those who live today can understand that you are not, get this DT, you are not better. That you are not more creative. That you are not smarter. That you are not entitled to more privilege than anyone else. You have been told a lie. That's what black history is all about. Is correcting the lie, the historical lie, the white scholars that that wrote books that that omitted other people, other races. That's what black history is about. And let me just give a little caveat as we wind down. Those of you out there that think black popular culture is black history. I'm talking about the black popular culture that stereotypes black people in negative. There is nothing negative about the highlighting and celebrating the accomplishments of black people. What black people went through, the challenges they went through, that's negative. But looking at the accomplishments of black people, Man, I see some black history programs out there, D. What is Is that black history? Um, that's not black history. That's showing black people 
in the most stereotypical negative ways possible. How dare you? You do that because you have no knowledge. You do that because you're ignorant. You do that because you're intellectually lazy. Now, if the shoe fit, wear it. I'm not going to call anybody out. I could, but I'm not going to do that. You know who you are. Black history is the celebration of the accomplishments of black folk. Not just a celebration, but the acknowledgement of what they have went through. I'm going to tell you, correct that. Correct yourself. Because you do a disservice to this month, to the sacrifices of all black folk. Mm. I think I made some people mad. <laughs> That's all right. You know what? Knowledge sometimes is painful and mm-hmm. difficult to embrace. But as D has said, and as a great book has said, the truth will do what? Set you free now. Like a bird. <laughs> like a bird, Flapping folks. In freedom. We need Black History Month, but it's not relegated to the month of February. We are part of the American experience from start to finish. We are woven into the fabric of this society in a way that you cannot get us out. We are the creators of what is best about America. We are the music that you listen to, the clothes that you don. We are the shows that you watch. We are the poetry which you adore. Yes, we are woven in the fabric of America and you cannot get us out. You celebrate us many times in private, but that's okay. Because <laughs> I'm praying today you have enough courage to come out of the shadows and celebrate what started out as a broken people, but today is a great people because history will speak of us. Somewhere in the distant future, a scribe will reach down deep into the archives of our time and what will she find? Will she discover that we overcame our differences? Will she find that out of many, we became one? Or will she find that we solved nothing and remain a divided peoples? Yes, history will speak of us. We can make a difference if we try. We can be the change that's in our life. All we gotta do is work together. We gotta raise our children better. We gotta stop the hate, stop the hate, and spread the love. One mic. One voice, you can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice, you can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice, you can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice, you can change the world, it's your choice. Today's broadcast is being brought to you by Blacken Studios. To learn more about Blacken Studios, please visit them at blackenstudios.com or visit them on their Facebook page, Blacken Studios. Today's broadcast is also being brought to you by Perry Publishing and Broadcasting. To learn more about Perry Publishing and Broadcasting, please visit their website at perrypublishingandbroadcasting.net. The opinions of the One Might One Voice show do not reflect the views of Blacken Studios or Perry Publishing and Broadcasting. Thank you for downloading the One Might One Voice show. Thank you for downloading this episode. Here on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, 
Google Play Music, or whatever podcasting library you're listening to this show on, please rate and review. Those reviews and ratings help us tremendously. We thank you.